and the sealed. I am your resting place. I am your resting place. Here, O oh Lord, have I prepared a place for you to dwell. Here in the reservoir of me. That you would dwell in my heart. That I would be in you and you would be in me. That I could fellowship with God. Here where it's you and me alone. The very glory of God on the inside of me to fellowship with you. Come into your garden, 
of hosts. He is worthy and he is able to break the seals. And in my weakness, he is strong to change the DNA of a generation of those who will walk in righteousness. The spirit in the genes, RNA, DNA, activation. As we go through this encounter together, I want you to somewhat turn this thing off. Just let it relax in the wine and the wine of the red mansion of Jared of Holiness dripping down the mountain like blood, like wine. He's saving the best wine for last and we'll get to it. By the grace of God, he has spoken, we will drink of that great wine. The substance of what I'm about to speak to you and speak over you and speak into you and into your atmosphere and into your homes, your cars, your workplace, into your DNA, your cells, your RNA, into the very fabric of your being. These words contain the substance of that which Jesus Christ has spoken into my spirit through my soul and mind of blood moon. If you recall the portal that opened up to bring us into the sixth mansion was the revelation of the full moon in blood, the blood-soaked full moon, which is why some of you may be feeling this season a great shift and a changing in the mind. It's the renewal of the mind by the blood. So if you feel in this season somewhat discontent, somewhat confused, well, there's a lot of things happening in the mind here. Rest your mind. Put the helmet of salvation on, the full armor over you. Full armor. The blood of Jesus over your mind. Blood-soaked, full moon, white moon of white light. And if you'd like to revisit that revelation, you can make a note for later and look it up. It is the episode that we did here on the names of the moon. So we'll get through as much as we can today, but we have some things to say. And then if the Holy Spirit wants to interject and move in whichever direction, we just give it to you, Holy Spirit. There are many things the Lord is saying now. So I speak this over you. Blessed 
are your ears for they hear and blessed are your eyes for they see by the grace of God let's start with some science mind numbing DNA science there's a it's interesting this is an excerpt from a .gov article a government article research a research uh, paper and summary from these experiments so a .gov article and this one is called spirits in the material world enhancer RNAs in transcriptional regulation now if you've been following my channel for the last couple of years if you notice some of my older DNA videos you notice that I pray over your RNA your RNA well what, what is a bunch of science going to do to help me you say I don't need that Stephen didn't need to know that to glow with the face that's true have a glowing face that's true and knowledge apart from the spirit will never benefit you genetically but when the Holy Spirit of God brings things about in the natural dimension at a time where knowledge will increase, he is looking for those who will grow in wisdom and understanding. And just as in Solomon's day when he spoke to him in a way that he understood to consider the ant. Now in this day, in this age, the culmination of times under the name of the moon of Era. Eras. Eras. Thank you. We can now consider not only the ant, but God is asking us to consider the quantum realm. Consider the RNA consider the DNA because all of these things in the natural dimension speak they speak of the invisible reality which it is foreshadowing so let's go ahead and turn our spirit on Everything we put into our brain today will be crucified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of stars. Stars in their hosts. Star Lord Jesus, we worship you. Star, divine, holy, genetic, star seed of Jesus Christ and the seven spirits of God, the seven stars, and their radiations, and their lightnings, and their colors and their sounds, amen, and their songs. Their sword. Spirits in the material world enhancer RNAs and transcriptional regulation. Just inhale it into your spirit. We have no fear of science, okay? Responses to developmental and environmental cues are dependent on precise spatial temporal control of gene transcription. Enhancers which comprise DNA elements bound by regulatory proteins can activate target genes in response to these external signals. Recent studies have shown that enhancers are transcribed 
to produce enhancer RNAs, which are eRNAs. Do eRNAs play a functional role in activating gene expression, or are they non-functional byproducts of nearby transcription machinery? The unstable nature of eRNAs and over-reliance on knockdown approaches have made elucidating the possible functions of eRNAs challenging. Herein, we focus on studies that have cloned eRNAs to study their function as transcripts. Transcripts. How does it become a transcript? You have to have a transcriber function. Transcribe a scribe of righteousness. Scribes of righteousness for your RNA, for your DNA. Revealing roles for eRNAs and enhancer promoting, enhancer promoter looping, recruiting transcriptional machinery, and facilitating RNA polyramase pause release to regulate gene expression. So this is all about the regulation of gene expression in your physical body spiritually. Spiritually, naturally, and spiritually. Alright, so we look at science, and we're also going to take a peek here at something of this, of the occult beliefs. They have this thing. Why are we looking at this? Well, just the time and the day and the age we're in. Everything that the enemy has, has been stolen and perverted. So you have to understand the devices and the traps of Satan that they've laid, especially in these times of genetic manipulation and what do we know what did we talk about before on genetic expression oh, i feel fire on this one thank you holy ghost fire fire on your genetic code there is nature and there is nurture the nature is what you inherit through your bloodlines and also through your star seed the stars and the bloodlines that affect who you are if you just live in the soulish realm or in the animal fleshly realm. If you're just living in your head or you go a little deeper, you're just living in your heart. There's a limitation on what you can become in this world based on your bloodlines, your physical bloodlines and what, st what stars you are from, what stars you were born under, the days and the times. I'll tell you this, the only, why is it? Let's, let's look at this. Why is it? that when Christians will go and look at astrology, horoscopes, and I'm not talking just your kind of pop sugar, cosmopolitan, you know, conjured up kind of a thing, but if you understand and recognize anyone who's really looked at astrology, or you talk to these people in the cult who understand these things, why is there a level of truth to the limitations or the personality type. If someone is born under a certain sign, or you know, this is that sign and this sign, we're not getting into the details of that because we don't study that. But understanding, why is it that if you get a little taste of that or you hear about it and it comes up in our culture all the time, why does it seem to be true? Because there is some truth to it. That's the limitation. Bloodlines, what your parents were, what their parents were, all their decisions and actions and genetics influence who you become. 
certain conditions are hereditary, like alcoholism, the gene expression towards being addicted to alcohol, all kinds of different sin patterns, or quality traits, like a man being a natural-born leader, giving birth to a son who's a natural-born leader, that, that happens. So there are things in the genes and the bloodlines, but the stars, the stars and the sun, the houses of the constellations, and all that astrology, what it, what it really is, is the manipulation of the fallen angels to control and cap you at a certain level. God intended, oh yeah, you feel that? Thank you, Lord. God intended for you to live limitless in Christ. There's no cap. You can be as much like him as you want. So why is it that you can look up pretty much any zodiac sign and see the qualities and limitations of a person and they're true? Because they're living in the soul realm. Any part of you that's still head and heart, not renewed, but head and heart, unrenewed head and heart. And even, we'll get into spirit next, this is mostly head and heart, are under that limitation of the fallen angels who, have, who had taken the second heavens. And so therefore they've perverted and taught the constellations. In the book of First Enoch, they talk about the demon who taught the constellations to men. Well, you know, Satan is the father of lies. He's been lying from the beginning. They always lie. And even what they told them, God said in the book of Enoch that they knew worthless secrets. So not only did God only permit them to have worthless secrets before the fall, they also lied to their children and to their children. So what you have is instead of, as you know, the man, under the, the man of God under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit who said, The heavens declare his glory. What have the Satans lied about in the stars and perverted since the fall of man? To say that the stars glorify the satanic nature of fallen man. It's witchcraft. It's wickedness in high places. But here's the good thing. Because in black and white religion, witchcraft, it's like, oh, is it safe to look at my horoscope or not? It's, it's all confusion, lack of wisdom, lack of understanding, fear of the stars, and no fear of God. Fear of demons, fears of stars, fear of information about the stars. How is it that Enoch had all the information from God about the stars, and yet it didn't destroy him. He instead became a scribe of righteousness, and it transfigured him. It's because the light of the stars, the sun, and the moon are darkness and a curse to the sinners, but a blessing to the righteous. It's about what spirit you serve. You serve the seven spirits of God in your spirit. The order of the stars will not be concealed from you. It will be open to you in righteousness. Many of you have heard this before, and it's true. The constellations in the sky speak of the redemption of man, the Savior who would come. 
into the earth and take on flesh. Born of a virgin, the virgin birth of Jesus Christ, his death and his resurrection, and overcoming all. But if we're just religious, and we say, oh, I don't believe in astrology, I don't believe in the... That's it. That's the devil. You will be stuck and limited in your abilities and your personality under the stars. You want to live over the stars. Seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Your consciousness transferring from this and this down into your spirit. And even that's not good enough. You could live out of your own spirit and be separate from the Holy Spirit. That's why there's two ways to break out of your zodiac limitations. If you're just religious or you're just dumb... You just ignore it and pretend like it doesn't affect you, and it does. You know, and some people, they feel like they don't need to because they have good blood genetics. They might have great genes. You might be naturally good at everything. You might be naturally talented at sports. You might be naturally talented as a chef. I mean, you might have something where your natural ability is so good and it's so beneficial to you in this realm that you don't see anything wrong and you just would be content to just keep living how you're living. You know? But the way to break out, there are two ways. One is through wickedness and one is through righteousness. And only one is true freedom. In either one, you become a slave to who you serve. That's why we go after becoming a slave to righteousness. A slave to God the Father, Jesus Christ, instead of a slave to sin. Because the wages of sin is death. So if you get into your spirit man, but you want to maintain independence from the spirit of God, and you go into the occult, you go into Jezebel's tower, or you go into some kind of, you know, study of Osmodeus or... Gamaliel of the Black Moon, of the highest order of religious knowledge or occult knowledge. When they trade on celestial trading floors, within and without, through the sacrifice of human souls and bodies, through all those different agreements they come into with Satan, they arise and they're given their visa or their passport by the terrestrial spirits of the earth and those of the celestial to go higher, but they'll be outside of the gate, outside of the gate of Jesus Christ, outside of the tree of life. And so they break out, you know, then they get stars added to them demonically through contracts. And then they're like, a star is born. Wow, they just broke out and dropped a huge album, you know. Or a great actor. We're not supposed to play the part of an actor wearing a mask. That's what they do. They think it's so great because they can put on these different faces of these different demons and demon gods and spirits. Or they steal faces, you know, from other people. 
They just speak protection over you and your face, your countenance. And, you know, your blood that Christ has given you, that they will not suck your blood, they will not steal your face. You will wear the countenance, the image of Jesus Christ, the seven spirits of God, and you will be protected by the invincible shield of holiness in Jesus' name. So that's how they break out. Then they have stars. They seem like they have a, at least they have a personality, right? They have a personality. They're a star. Dark stars give personalities. You're better off just being in the earth with no personality, but you're headed to the sheep gate to be slaughtered with Christ. Literally. If you need healing on personality and issues with your personality, watch. Save this one for later. It's the, uh, Book of Ephesians that we just published on the Red Letter Ministries YouTube channel here. It is the one about the blood marching cadence, the Book of Ephesians. <sighs> Ephesians. In Ephesians, it clears it up for you what that personality glorified is. It's the standard height or the fullness of perfection of Jesus Christ, which means walking in holiness and then walking into perfection. And so anything, because here's the thing, when you go up, you grow in favor. When you go up, you grow more in the likeness and the personality of the different angels as you approach the throne of God. So it's more of God, his personality through the stars and their hosts, the stars and the angels, the holy ones full of white Shekinah glory light. Because here's the thing, if you start to idolatrize any of these things like money if you start to have an idol of money you'll go out of the tree if you start to have an idol about you know I want to have the best personality and or if you start to focus on favor he's like oh I love favor I need favor if you start to focus on favor and that's what you're measuring your success by you'll go out of the tree it's all of these things are very subtle because those things are supposed to be added unto you but just like what the Word of God says, if your eyes are focused on money, it darkens the eye of your heart. And what did we learn from our word studies this week? Have we watched the videos? That it's, how are the secrets and the mysteries revealed to you in the holy place? By the seven spirits of God, it says that the candlestick of your heart, the candle of your heart is illuminated by light and that allows you to see mysteries and secrets of God. So you have to keep him the focus and allow those things to be added. That's why don't take it as anything when things go wrong, when you have trials and you have troubles, when favor comes or favor goes, when the money comes and the money goes, you speak the word of God, you decree the word of God, but you don't face, you don't set your eyes, your mind and your eyes of your heart and, and, um, what's the word fixate on that? You don't want to fixate on that because what it does because it's written law of the word that when you do that, it darkens that candle. It puts that bushel over it. So then all of a sudden you can't see the mysteries. Or what you'll do is you think you see mysteries, but you're in second heaven's deception, thinking that you're in the tree of life. What does it say? Righteous man falls seven times, get back in. Back into the tree of life. Rise. Again, our eyes on Christ because he is the candlestick. He's the menorah lamp, the seven spirits of God, the oil, the flame. 
that lights you up from the inside, and that's the only way to see in these realms. Otherwise, you'll end up, which is the tendency of most of our people, is to kind of stray off into some kind of alchemy through false freedom and uh, false revelations. So you have to be extremely sharp and extremely humble and extremely sensitive to the word of God because it's not about us and what we know. It's not about, you know, all those things that are added to us. Those are great. But it, it's about the divine nature of God being formed within us. And I mean, the divine nature of God who he is literally, physically, and spiritually being formed on the inside of us is everything. And all things are his. So, union with Christ, your marriage to God, to inherit full salvation. Amen. And full salvation includes physical salvation. So, here we go. DNA. And we'll take a look here, because, you know, they like to conceal things. So we'll do a little occult DNA expose. Ex the occult DNA. What do they call them? Conspiracy theory exposed, or something like that. So, in the occult, they have this thing, they kind of like, how do I say it? It explains days and times, right? Because the luminaries are for days, times, and seasons, and that's what's been manipulated. Through fallen angel activity, technology, and through their demon spirits. So they're the days and the times associated with the DNA, the atoms, the molecules, there are time sequences. And those time sequences are kind of associated with that on and off switch, right? If you study genetics, there's an on switch and off switch. And certain things that you do can turn the switch on or turn it off. Great example, just because everyone knows this one, alcoholism. You might have that gene from your father who was an alcoholic. But there might be a grace on your life that that gene is kind of an off position. Now you might be naturally bent towards it, so if some temptation comes around and you start ingesting alcohol, you can turn that switch on. Unless your DNA has changed physically by the manifest glory of God. So until your DNA is physically changed and manifest, don't go near temptation. You flee temptation. What did Joseph do before he was a king with Pharaoh? Once Joseph ascended that throne and was in charge in Egypt, even he was greater than Pharaoh. Pharaoh knew this, but he was so humble. He understood his position and his calling and destiny. He stayed where in his lane. He stayed where he needed to be, where God called him to be. But at that point, he had so much power and authority, he didn't have to flee from wicked women trying to come after him. He was walking in power and dominance and authority over all red blood magic in the world at that point. He was walking in holiness.
But at the time of confrontation with Potiphar's wife, when she was coming after him, and just, she was releasing all of that, um, seduction, magic, that influence of those spirits that she had, it was wisdom for him to flee. Now, where we get into, in, you know, in the glory stream, in the drunken glory, sometimes we'll have people rise up as my champions and think, oh, I don't need discipline like all these religious people but at the same time you might need external discipline and safeguards in place because unless you have your little microscope and you can show me that gene inside of you physically does it even still exist it might just be turned off you might be walking in a level of holiness sanctification avoiding you've avoided temptation or you've repented that gene by grace might just be in the off switch so when temptation comes it's wisdom for you to flee it's wisdom for you to have a safeguard to not put yourself in situations that could become tempting to your old man and in paul's gospels he warns about all these things and jesus christ warned Go and sin no more, lest something worse happen to you. But we need these safeguards. And I'll tell you, if you're hearing my voice today on December 14th of 2022, you still need, you still need the protection and the discipline. There is coming a time that we're going to step into with the DNA change that that genetics, that genetic switch, it won't even be there. It won't physically exist because your DNA is going to transfigure. We're not there yet as a body, as a whole. So with that being said, it's wisdom for you to stay alive. It's wisdom for you to, you know, lead me not into temptation. Avoid temptation. It's not anti-wisdom. It's not anti-glory. It's not anti-faith. It's the will of God for your life. But it's our pride when we get into, you know, oh, we're mystic now. Now I don't need this. I'm better than people in religion. And guess what? That's how you fall into sin. So don't be so confident in your flesh. And don't even be so confident in your own spirit. Be confident in the renewed mind, the mind of Christ, the Holy Spirit, fire. You feel that? Staying in the will of God keeps you protected. In the will of God and in the character of God. The nature of the divine. Amen. Somebody needed to hear that today. It's good. We humble ourselves. We humble ourselves unto the natural realm as Jesus humbled himself to a jar of clay. The wisdom of understanding what the vessel is at its current state without overestimating or underestimating. But in humility, approaching the Lord for the divine solution. Because as you build a building, when you first begin building something, what do you use? Scaffolding. Why do you use scaffolding to build a building? So that people don't fall and die while they're building it. 
Right. But when you're finishing the building and it's and it has reached the perfection and the capstone has been laid and it's beautiful and perfect and complete then you remove the scaffolding because at that point the scaffolding is just taking away from the beauty of the overall building the vessel but if you say, you know what, we're almost there. We've got just one more layer to go. Just one more. We'll be fine. We don't need it. You could fall to your death. So wisdom and the practicality of your daily life to continue growing in grace, growing in wisdom, into the sun, over the sun, and into the third heavens. That will glorify your Father in Heaven. Because it's not about your ability to maintain purity. It's not about my ability to avoid sin. It's about His ability and our leaning and relying on Him completely. The humility of understanding that I, it requires of me to lean and rely on Christ completely. To be made holy. To stay holy, to be made righteous, to be consistently righteous, to desire and to walk in purity. It takes the leaning of my entire personality and all of my life and all of my ways on Jesus Christ. And he gets the glory for what he's done in my life. And he share then he shares his glory with me. He shares his name with me. But what you go through in this life is oftentimes just dependent on the amount of things that need to happen in order for you to lean and rely completely on Christ. And it's different person to person. He desires your love. Your love. He never forces it, but he desires your love, which is to obey him, which is good. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. So they have that thing, right? That manipulation of the occult, of time sequences, days and times, right? What are the luminaries for? For days and times and seasons. It's the manipulation of those things through the stars, the light of the stars, the sun and the moon, right? Black sun, black moon, black stars, wandering stars. The sands of time, the shadows. To affect the on and off switches of the genetic codes within DNA, much to their advantage and much to your disadvantage, is what they prefer. So it kind of, you know, explains the days, the times, the DNA, the atoms, the molecules, and it's happening with angelic powers at the sound of my voice. We're redeeming the times. By the grace of God, the seven spirits of God. Redeeming the days and the times, the DNA, the atoms, and the molecules. Time sequences for on and off switches of the genetic codes within DNA. The days and hours of the DNA, 
spirit genes. Bombs away. The DNA of the spirit genes. They explain who, what, when, where, why, and how. To gain insight and an understanding of the subject, there's an automatic process happening within the DNA of every human being. These automatic processes are time sequences that the arcs of electromagnetic energy firing across the hydrogen bond of the nucleobases at specific times. The specific times of these automatic arc firings is according to the day and the hour which determines specific bases along the nucleotides of the DNA. The reason for these automatic processes is so that the physical Avatar, that's what movie we're going to go watch for Jordan's birthday this weekend, Avatar. We're going to go see Avatar. It's going to be awesome. It'll be revelate. We'll revelate. It'll be great. The reason for these automatic processes is so that the physical Avatar runs efficiently for the purpose of survival. From surviving to thriving, there is an energy that the Earth harnesses that is magnetic. So the Earth's magnetic field, if you remember that from, you know, you remember that from grade school, magnetic field of the Earth. There is an energy that the Earth harnesses that is magnetic. And then there is the sun, which is electric electric but then there's also that gamma radiation there's the radiation radiation of the sun hey oh it feels good yeah you feel it oh you can oh this is just the best <laughs> wow oh it feels good oh come she the earth that harnesses the magnetic and then the sun with the electric. So those two energies intertwine and they combine creating an electric magnetic energy. So you have the earth magnetic sphere, the sun electrosphere. Oh, it's so fun. Oh, this is the most fun. Thank you, Lord. And those combine to create electric magnetic energy. <laughs> you notice how in the prophetic and in the apostolic, when we speak it, it just comes alive. It's the gift of God. Thank you. These subtle energies lend themselves every hour on the hour every single day and it is the human being that is called in the middle of these energies 
that benefits from this synthesis. The synthesis of the Earth's magnetic sphere and the Sun's electric sphere and radiation sphere. Electromagnetic glory to benefit the earthen vessel, the human being. Every hour on the hour, every day, days and times, times and seasons. Through their twelve portals, rising in the east, setting in the west. See that? Healing that bubble. Your shield. Your physical, invisible shield of light that protects you from the enemy. You remember Anna Roundtree? They go up in this little, little bubbles. You don't want a basic bubble. You want the Tesla tank bubble. <laughs> you want... Oh, we want it, Lord. The glorified of the spirit glory and the Shekinah and Kavad. Both of them, the glory. Earth. Can I say this? I'll just come back to it later. The reason for our avatar to be protected, to thrive, and to grow, magnetic electromagnetic earth and sun the two become one ah, yeah it's exciting oh these oh man give me one second i gotta do this This is so exciting. Thank you, Lord. There is an energy that the Earth harnesses. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. You guys feel that? These subtle energies. Ooh. Getting less and less subtle. So the phases of the moon, which in the natural dimension goes from light to dark, dark to light, fading glory, then it gets more glory from the sun, then it fades, then it fills up, then it fades. The moon acts as the throttle to the intensity of the energy, which in the glorified state in which we are approaching is a full moon all the time. No more fading glory. The mind's perception of the glory is 
the unveiling of Jesus Christ through the book of Revelation to the spirit man and the seven spirits of God within your spirit. Unveiling the mind, renewing the mind, a full moon, full light, seven times brighter. Through the weeks and the judgments of Enoch, the blood moon, blood red moon, holiness. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. This thing getting renewed in the blood of Jesus so that when it becomes bright white, seven times brighter, right with that sevenfold manifest wisdom, great wisdom given to the holy. That will be that throttle of the energy of that synthesis of the Earth's magnetic sphere and the sun's electro, the electric sphere and radiation sphere. Us all through the light, spiritual and natural light, the word became flesh and he dwelt among us and he ascended through the lightning pathway and glorified the way back home and how to change physically, genetically, a jar of clay glorified. You see the earth, Holy Spirit, the earth is a planetary power, and like the other planetary powers, they're covered in what? Dust, dirt. Stars are not. But what is this so special, inside the earth, there is a core of heat. It's still alive inside. A heated core. That the earth might become bright like the sun again, an earth star. needs a new tent, Jesus Christ, Son of God, Lord of stars, Lord of hosts, like the brightness of an angel, the angel of the Lord, Yahweh. He became an earthen vessel. The earth is represented by an earthen vessel. That light inside the core of the earth is wrapped in an earthen vessel. What needed to happen to redeem flesh so that flesh and bone of the Lord Jesus Christ could inherit the kingdom of God through transfigured flesh? He became sin who knew no sin that we might become. What is it? Maybe the righteousness of God. With the return of the visible Shekinah glory, which, si which shines a thousand times brighter than the sun for every day of the year. All around the earth, no need for the sun or moon anymore because it'll always be bright as day. And you'll be able to see long distances through the earth on account of that light because that light is glory.
the earth lighting up like a star yet retaining the clay for physical bodies to walk on. You see that? What is a body that could enjoy this earth of dirt, this earth of clay to walk on and live in, yet also having a body that is celestial that can fly physically up through the heavens and through dimensions and portals without physical harm. That's what Jesus Christ became, walking through walls, levitating, flying in the clouds, going up through the lightning pathways through the stars, back to the high heavens and above the highest heavens. Above the highest heavens? Gee, I wonder what's up there. Who would ever know? Maybe God showed it, is gonna show it to somebody. Does anybody ask him? Does anybody talk to God? Has anybody ever asked him what his favorite color is? Do you even know what he likes? It's like Bobby Connor said, we're much too familiar with a God that we barely even know. God have mercy on us. We need a change in our DNA. The earth becoming a star again lit up with a Shekinah glory, an earthen vessel, that clay vessel, glorified. Phases of the moon until we have one phase which is full moon, full light, seven times brighter. That will be the most intensity of energy that throttles the energy of the magnetic sphere of the earth and the electric sphere of the sun and its gamma radiations and their synergy to benefit your earthen vessel for an impenetrable physical shield which is called holiness and that moves into perfection from the sixth castle to the seventh castle and the flooding of those castles completely with light in every room and every level. We're going in full completion mode by the grace of God. If he permits, we'll do it. Let our hearts and minds be willing. Mm. Going from mortal to immortal. Crawl before we walk. Glory to glory, faith to faith. So within these complex segments of DNA, with those time sequences within each section of the DNA, there is that hourly time, that master time clock that you've probably been thinking about. No one knows the day or the time, but the Father knows. There are some times that only the Father knows. Not even the Son knows, but the Father knows. One of the... One of the little... Greater works... Of the sons of God on the earth will be knowing the times of the Father 
at the times and places where Jesus said the Son doesn't even know, only the Father knows. The counsel of the Father. For a purpose and a time and a reason and a season, why he does all things, conceals all things, reveals all things through Jesus Christ to glorify and honor his Son. Amen. Who is God. The only God. One God, our God is one. And we are being united to him. Sequences of DNAs, hourly time, programmed to switch on and off, coded and uncoded genes every hour, every day. Who, what, why, when, where, and how. So interestingly enough, we have different archangels ruling over each the different days that are designated in the celestial clock. And the hour of that rule corresponds with the hour that the sun rises in that particular day. Why? Because they understand the first law of the luminaries. The first law of the luminaries is that it rises in the east and sets in the west. So the angels obey this law, so the archangel over each day, over each hour, and every time, corresponding to the time code sequences in your genetics and your DNA, is ruled over by archangels, unless you serve demons, then it's fallen archangels. You understand? Whose DNA do we have? It's about bloodlines and star seeds. And angels of the stars, the sun, the moon, the timings, and the days of the week, and the hours of the day. The time clock. You see? Whose time? Whose season are we on? The keys of David, the roots of David, of purity, reach in into that precious timeline. The times of the Father and the seasons of the Father, so that we can end the genetic and DNA and time and timeline manipulation of the fallen angels. Come on, somebody! You were born for this. Let's go. Just inhale it. Take a drink. Drink it in. You can do it, mighty warrior. This is your destiny. So for example, you might have a certain day when the sun is rising in the first hour and then the archangel of that hour is Michael. On another one, it might be Raphael and another one, Gabriel. Now what you could do is you could get all in a tizzy and just violently Google search until your eyeballs pop out.
mansion. I forget, we might have already talked about that on here. Concentric circles, wheels within wheels, the palaces, the mansions of God. The halls within the circles. It's the design of creation. Don't overthink it too much. It's just... Everything is designed like that. When you look at a designer, do you notice a pattern or a trend? When you see something like, oh yeah, that's this designer. Oh, this clothing brand or or a sports team when you see their colors you know that's that sports team oh hey that's their colors right there's a certain fingerprint of a designer when you look at it you know that it came from them when they have an, a certain style established and this is kind of God's style of designing creation there's a pattern to it. It's kind of like, I mean, when you see the Gucci pattern, I know some people, they're like, they'll know that, like, you'd be like a mile away. They could spot that, you know. Yeah, that's the Gucci pattern, I know. But God has a creation pattern. And so when you get familiar with the creation pattern, you start to see how it operates in the inside, outside, all the bridges in between. It, it, it's a pattern, and you get to understanding, oh, this is God's way of doing things. This is how he does it. And you start to understand a little more. You get that understanding of creation, and it unlocks more of those mysteries to you. Because you're learning God's ways. We Don't teach me your ways, God, that I might know you, said Moses after he saw, like, the back of God's head, literally. His back. Teach me your ways. These are his ways, his design of creation. It says wheels within wheels, palaces, mansions, the seven spirits, the octave, you know. And then when you look at the fall of creation, you'll notice that something's not quite right. It 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 kind of looks like the designer, but it looks like a cheap Chinese knockoff. Kind <laughs> of, you know what I mean? Like, have you ever seen like a really bad, like a cheap Chinese knockoff of like your favorite designer? It just don't look right. Kind of looks like it. Like, kind of in the image of God. But not really. It's not. It's not. It's like anybody who really knows this designer, if I get around them, like if I just get around the regular people, they won't know. But if I get around somebody who knows fashion, they will know. <laughs> right? Like, then it'd be like, oh, like, where did you get that? That's not. <sighs> because it's not really the designer. So to the trained eye, you know, they can tell. It's because they have experience, they might know the designer. So you get to know the designer and his ways, you start to see the counterfeits, and you're like, oh yeah, that's not... That's not like him at all, that's not it. These are the patterns in creation, training with the seven spirits of God, the seven archangels, and the seven stars, and all the sun, the moon, the stars, that are faithful in their orbit. And one of those flaws is that Fibonacci spiral is messed up. We might show a picture of it sometime. It's that spiral, right? So the way things are with the fallen angels and the occult, they've messed up that kind of pattern. It looks pretty similar. But everything kind of spirals out and dies, right? 
not saying. I think let's do a picture. Let's do let's do we we can do it. Pictures are fun. Pictures are great. Let's let's add one. Okay. We'll just move this up. Okay. Alright, this'll work. Okay, so if you look at this pattern here, uh, if you are familiar with this in, you know, art and music and science and nature, biology, you'll recognize this as that Fibonacci spiral. It's all over the place in creation. Yeah, it's, a, it's supposed to be that never-ending glory loop, but if you can see here, this pattern, it's off. Some, it's going to spiral out of control. It's not sustainable energy. That thing will die eventually, whether it's a plant or a cell, whatever. It's a fading glory, right? It doesn't keep that continual pattern of a perfect spiral, which is a perfect orbit of your inner solar system of light, which also corresponds to the external. Kind of why the Earth is off. Kind of just, you know, you have extreme weather. You know, minus 40 degrees sometimes in the winters. What's up with that? That's wrong. We need to cancel that. Um, it's just not perfect. Not how it was designed. The original designer did not intend for it to be like that. Okay. This is fun. Like, being in school together. Concentric circles, wheels within wheels, actual circles that work. Glory to glory. Ever increasing glory and never fading glory. The Lamb on the throne within is worthy to open through the veil of forgetfulness, and the seven the seven spirits of God to break the seals of the seven mansions, to activate the genes by His spirits within you, the holy seven spirits of God, and the glory of His angels servants in his house chariot of fire chariot of light rna that copies off the exact original which is your heavenly father the false seal of lucifer broken off forever at the word of god through your soul No longer spirits of the fallen angels and the genes ruled over by the shadows of time and sands on the phantoms of this present darkness. The seventh heaven gateway to the place of understanding, which has been my place of training and mysteries. The chariots of the high realms, eagles of the chariots, seraphim and ophanim. 
in the order of Melchizedek and the rank of angels. In Jesus' name, amen.